Welcome, 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 welcome to the Taz Show right here on this uh, Thursday, February 1st, 2018. If you're listening live on the Radio.com app, thank you. Or maybe you're listening live or watching live on Facebook.com. We're feeding this whole broadcast again on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. Uh, What's going on, guys? Uh, We don't have live phone lines yet still, so I'm done getting angry at the tech uh, guy one guy now it's not even a team it's just one guy and it's not seth um so yeah it's um you know sorry about that but we are coming at you live right now and uh uh, there we go we see the video right there Uh, hello um yeah and um and maybe you're checking out the podcast version of this so what you're doing at itunes or spotify or uh tune in or tazshow.com and seth is everything good with tazshow.com now no why no um God, if I knew that, I'd, I'd Well, have give to pay the audience, higher. nobody else around here gives my audience any explanation. Maybe you can. Okay, the sure. Best, the best you can. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm not, and I know it's not your fault. Yeah, no, it's okay. We're just having uh, our digital team has rebuilt a lot of the sites and rebuilt radio.com. And uh, for some reason, they haven't gotten around to the Taz show, from, from what I can tell. Maybe Crying Brian is a better answer. but And, and uh, let me get this straight. The Taz show, uh, the numbers that this show pulls in are, I would think, uh, arguably better than most of those other shows, right? Probably all of them. All of them. So, yeah. But yet, let's take the guy and the show and the content and his team who has the better numbers and let's not put attention on that because his audience is always loyal to him. So they won't get pissed, right? But the host will get pissed. And this is called me pulling back the curtain because I'm yes. a little tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired so, of it too, man. I've been dealing Be with it for with three you. years, and I'm a little sick of it. So, and if anybody has a problem with that, I don't mean people that are fans. I'm talking about <laughs> people that work here. Then you could you got my number or meet me, and we could talk about it. So whatever you want to do. Oh, that'd be a good show. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, I want to thank everybody for checking it out, and uh, and also I want to thank uh, our video director extraordinaire. He's back there running camera. And uh, you know that's my man Anthony. He's 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 doing uh, doing some work, getting it done, and he's loyal. So I want to say thank you to him. So uh, look at some people on Facebook Live real mm. quick. And uh, Jarrell Parmenciano said, "Hey Taz, good day. First time to watch the Taz Show live on Facebook. What's up? Thanks for checking it out. And all the other people on there that are regulars, uh, Tony Roberts. They're trying to push you out. Yeah, I don't know about that, bud. <laughs> nah." I got I got paperwork that says they can't do that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, change over Jones. Oh boy. Yeah. So I have a lot of thoughts on different things uh, in the wrestling world. <laughs> uh, sometimes I want. I'm not giving you an NXT gimmick, neighbors for and burn them. That's not happening. Uh, but I do at some point in the show want to get into talking a little bit about. Uh, some of the new additions uh, into the WWE, like Jeremy Borash, uh, EC3. I don't know if I talked a little bit about EC3 recently. We, we did. We a little, little bit, bit right? Yep. But Rockstar Spud, I, I do want to talk about this a little bit. 
and uh, and get into that. Uh, first off, Jeremy Borash, you know, who's been on the Taz show here, very talented guy. Jeremy's a hard worker, uh, was, for lack of better terms, a lifer in TNA, as most of you know. He worked for Impact Wrestling for a long time, and um, as the legend goes, uh, he, Bob Ryder, and um, Jeff Jarrett were on a fishing trip many years ago and came up with this concept of total nonstop uh, action and came up with this wrestling company. But anyway, JB and I worked together closely in TNA for a long time while I was in TNA. Like I said, he's been on the show here. One of the best guests you ever had on. Hilar- yeah, hilarious. Yeah, JB's uh. great. Very talented, funny guy, talented guy, you know, understands it, gets it, um, and has just been around. I mean, he just knows what he's doing. I got to tell you, I'm very happy for JB that he's with WWE. I, I never thought this would happen. And it's not because of his talent. It has nothing to do with, with his star power. It has nothing to do with that. If JB was sitting here right now, I'd tell him that to his face, and he wouldn't be shocked. He would tell you, Taz, you're right. I didn't think I'd be there. You know, I know he always respected the WWE way. Um, we would talk a lot, uh, and many of us that were in WWE while we were in TNA, and JB would, you know, just ask questions, just curious how <clears throat> things were done from whatever it was, either a production standpoint or a creative writing standpoint or a, um, uh, a announcer broadcasting standpoint, whatever it may be, you know, house shows, how they would, you know, different things done. Just, just inquisitive. Just, just, and you, you do that sometimes. I mean, I remember when I went to WWE. I mean, people would ask me, guys backstage, either production people or wrestlers, stuff about ECW. I mean, you know, it's just, it's the way it goes. I remember like when, um, who was it? It's probably I don't know, Steve Austin or Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner when they came into ECW. Maybe one of those guys. I can't remember which one. And I would ask questions about WCW. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know. And stuff. You just you, you, if you didn't work somewhere and you're in the business and you're doing well, you're curious. And that's what JB, you know, at times we would talk here and there. And I'm surprised that he's there because he was a TNA lifer. And and you know, it. And I've said this before here on the Taz Show. I was even surprised, happily surprised, when I saw wrestlers. This was you know obviously a while back, like Bobby Roode or Samoa Joe or AJ. Uh, Eric Young, and these guys end up in WWE. That surprised me because I always felt like, and again, it had nothing to do with their talent ability. It always was a thing where um, you felt like while you were in TNA, if you didn't go to TNA from WWE, there was no chance you could go into WWE. It was like AJ had to go to New Japan and do prove something Correct. else, even though Correct. he was already the man at TNA. Correct. Now, I don't know if that was the truth. You know, that's been said a lot. You know, I don't know if that's the truth with the AJ situation. Maybe it is. Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, the bottom line is, obviously, guys like Spud, guys like JB, guys like EC3, they're there. They're in WWE. So, um, I, you know, to me, it, it's I'm happy for those guys. I, I think that, that TNA, as we used to call it, uh, I hate to say it so crudely, but the TNA stink. Uh, obviously was not a real thing. We all thought it was a real thing. Or maybe something changed. Uh, obviously right. something changed. Yeah. And I got to give credit, I think Triple H is that thing that changed. I think Triple H, because I said this before, you know, let me tell you something. Vince McMahon, he, he don't know jack squat about TNA, Impact Wrestling, Impact, they're owned by Canada, they're, they're Dixie Carter's gone, Eric Bischoff is there, Vince Russo. He don't pay no mind. He don't care. Vince don't care 
about that stuff. No one cares. He don't. Trust me. He don't care. I'm telling you. He trusts. He obviously trusts Triple H. Of course. Yeah. Uh, of course. So, and I bet you this is not the first time Triple H tried to get JB in WWE. I, I'm I'm not surprised. Now, you know, JB is very close and good friends with Spud. Okay, I don't know if people know that or not. So maybe he put a word in for him. Maybe Spud put a word in for JB. I don't know. Maybe Matt Hardy put a word in for JB. Of course, as you guys know, and he said it here, and people knew it. I mean, JB was a big part of the broken Matt Hardy character with Matt and worked closely with him as a producer on all those those awesome bits they've done on the Hardy uh, plantation, for lack of a better term. So, uh, you know, so who knows? Whoever, Obviously, someone said something to somebody in power, probably, you know, to Triple H. Whatever it is, uh, if it is Triple H, I tip my captain. Good job. You, you brought in a couple of talented guys there that, that know what they're doing. Um, and if I read correctly, because I, I didn't, you know, I've been running around, I've been super busy. Running the game. I believe that uh, JB is going to be involved helping down in Florida, I believe, with some of the, uh, that's what they, that's the, the younger talent. That's the report, yeah. Yeah, like as a producer. And I can tell you this also about JB. Like, I think he'll do well at that job. And, and here's the reason why um, JB is like extremely talent friendly, extremely a PC guy. You know, he's not, until you get to know him, then he's not PC. <laughs> and I mean that in a funny way. Like, until you really get to know him, he's not a PC guy. <laughs> Uh, I think we saw that when he was on the Taz show here. So, no, for you that you people, you people that don't know him, but he will deal with the talent the right way. The young talent, um, he knows what he's doing. Um, he knows the business, and I, I wish him nothing but the best. I'm happy for him. And I think um, what's funny is, uh, yeah, JB, I, I, I agree with you. Everything you've told me and from watching him. But it's funny that they kept EC3, they kept his name, but they changed Rockstar Spud to Drake Maverick. And I think, <laughs> I think they did that because um, they refer to Nakamura, Nakamura as Rockstar. Rock yeah, so. that's one reason. They could have just called him Spud. Yeah, they could have, but mm. I think that could have a different... Ah, know, gotcha. Spud. <laughs> yeah, that could... You know. That's potato. Yeah, I, I don't know if you want to do that. But he is stupid! So, neighbors fell off the flip. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know... And, and the, the the role that uh, that Dallas what's his name Dallas Mavericks is that, is that his name Dallas Mavericks Drake He's got Drake's a coffee team? cakes oh. Maverick Jones <laughs> Drake Jones Junior yeah so so I I call him Spud you know the role he's doing there with the two hundred five is excellent because the guy can speak uh, not only uh, the King's English but like he's funny and he's entertaining his facial expressions are money he could work he could bump he could do whatever he's He's over the top in the way he acts. Therefore, Vince will love him. I, I really believe Vince will love him. And there was some footage. He ran into his old nemesis backstage. He ran into King Maxwell right, backstage. Right, King Maxwell. <laughs> Tremendous. So, you they know. stare down. <laughs> and also, the thing is with Spud, he, he'll help make a lot of the other guys look bigger because he's not a big guy, Spud. So, um, you know, in that role. But, you know, it, it, it's cool to see guys that have put their time in. Uh you know, uh, EC3, uh, a guy who you know, obviously um, way back was in WWE and then went to uh, went to TNA. Jungle Brook was a big supporter and advocate for EC3. And when John was in charge heavily of TNA, you know, he was a firm believer in EC3. And he was a guy who, who was behind that, a big part of behind that push. And obviously EC3 can carry it. And EC3, so. uh, they did a promo uh, backstage. And he, he had a, it was good. He said, um, it's been like 1,756 days since I was uh, associated with, with this. WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, cool. Yeah. No, cool. cool. yeah. What's his name? Justin Bateman or something? Uh, Derek Bateman? Something no, like that. 
was close. Um, <laughs> Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not good with names. That was like them. six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, it's cool, man. It, it, it's cool to see. Like I said, I did not expect this, especially the JB thing. Really threw for a loop. You know, JB uh, was a part of the creative team for a good chunk. He was... He was part of a lot of the inner workings on and off, hot and cold with the company, depending on which who was running the company at that month. <laughs> he survived you know? a lot of regime changes. Oh, I mean, Lord, he really did. I mean, no, he really that's, did. That says something for him. He yeah. really did. No, he did. Well, he, you know, he's smart. He, he knows how to do business. Listen, you know, I don't pull, I pull back the curtain here, but I don't pull back too much. And the thing I'm going to say is the wrestling industry, you know, I'm going to try and say this the right way. There, there are certain ways you go about business backstage that can help you flourish as an employee, you know, or a talent. And that, that doesn't mean being an ass kisser. That's not what I'm even implying. That's, there's certain ways you do business. There's, there's certain ways you have to conduct yourself. Sometimes guys don't. Sometimes guys have a little bit more of a rougher exterior. I've been uh, guilty of that sometimes, you know, where I don't play nice with others. It's called playing politics. It, it is. Really, but it's in the corporate world, yes. Yes, and some people some people scoff on that and think that's bad, and, and I don't agree. I Part of politics is part of business. I mean, it's just part, it really is. I mean, anybody who works in an office environment, even if you're not in a sport business or the wrestling business or entertainment, there's politics. I mean, that's that's... It's true, but I just, I just don't like the whole. You know, I, you still have to have some uh, ethics and morals, and like not, you know, not stab someone in the back and throw someone under the bus. You know, that's what I mean, dude. But see, and that happens in your business, I know too. Oh so. God, well, it's not my yeah. business anymore, but yeah. it did happen but, in my former business. Yeah. Well, we mean the radio business that oh, I'm yeah, in now. That, oh, that too. Oh, <laughs> Any yeah. business you were in, it yes. happened. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, no doubt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely a lot of envy and anger and jealousy in the and backstabbing in radio. It's very similar to wrestling, which is why I, I laugh at it. Like the behind the scenes stuff. Like I, I've, I could see certain guys coming a mile away. It's like easy, I, you know, because coming from the world I'm from, where it's super competitive and super cutthroat. Here's the thing: what politics in the office place or whatever job a man or woman might have, I, I, I have no problem with someone working the system or playing politics. There's a big difference, though. In playing politics and uh, and and then stabbing people in the back, like you just used to That's say, a big go, difference. Going into business for yourself, right? Exactly. Yes. And you got to, you know, that's bad politics if you're a cutthroat guy or if you try to bury someone. But that that doesn't. When people hear the word backstage politics or office politics, or they think right away it's bad. They, that's not true. That that's if that's being narrow minded. That that don't be narrow minded. If someone knows how to work the system, that's part of playing the game. Now, if you're burning people, burying people, you know, stabbing people in the back, then you're a scumbag. That's a different story. Then you're you're a crappy, poopy scumbag. Okay, so and karma will get you. Yeah, well, sometimes, a lot of times it does. <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times. Um, but also, you know, Triple H, would you say based on the success of NXT, it gives him more freedom to bring in more people? You know, because they do really well when they tour, and you know, it's it's a it's a growing brand. Yeah, they, it is, and and I think what the NXT brand um, and how Triple H has run it, and it's no shocker. I mean, I don't think I'm saying anything that I haven't said before here. You know, Triple H, what he does is, um, you know, he, he does a good job at keeping that thing progressively thinking. Uh, you know, uh, he he does. You know, he, he he thinks newer, younger. Of course, he's younger than Vince, and he's not like a young guy. You know, Triple H is probably 49, 50 years old, so he's not a kid. But compared to Vince, he's a lot younger. So he, he does have a, you know, a younger progressive mind. And I think sometimes 
you know, why, why does someone have to have a TNA stink on them? There's no need for it. You know, if they can bring something big to the table or help us in a way, then use them. I mean, it's, it's turned around so much so that, you know, a guy like Drew McIntyre is, is fired from WWE, goes to TNA, kind of reinvents himself a little bit or gets a little more intense, and they bring him back. I mean, yeah. so, you know, it almost, TNA actually helped him get back in the company. Yeah, well, they didn't, uh, yeah, they, you're right about that, but they did not um, use him right when they put that NXT title on. That I can tell you. Uh, they didn't. They didn't. But at least they brought him back, and he had he had his gig, his job. It has his job, I should say, you know, but they don't show him in the in the opening credits anymore. So I, I like to think that he's going to SmackDown or Raw when he gets back from his okay. injury. I hope it does. I hope yeah. it does. I mean, you know, it, so he, he brings brings a lot to the table. Big dude, athletic, can work, knows what he's doing, can talk. But the thing is, um, Triple H does do a good job, and I know a lot of times I come out here and I'll critique Triple H and I'll say things about him, and I'll 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 be stiff on him. I will, you know, and then sometimes I put him over. Like now, I'm putting him over. I mean. I'm putting putting him over because if he's able to be the catalyst or to get to check off the box to allow a JB or a, a, a straight fire TNA guy into the company, and he's done that now several times. If that is Triple H is doing, then hey, I respect that. I, I give him credit for that because there's no reason to blackball some someone just because of a brand or company or what. TNA has never competed against WWE. In essence, they, they're not competition. Nobody's competition for WWE in the sports entertainment world. Nobody. From a numbers perspective, from a, a drawing perspective, from a, a, a publicly traded company, from money pulling into the company, to star power of the amount of talent they have that are stars um, in mainstream media and wrestling, no one can... No one comes close to them. And, and I hate to tell you, some of you real hardcore fans of Japanese Strong Style and New Japan Pro Wrestling, not even New Japan. New Japan in their country obviously is huge. But worldwide, I think WWE is a much bigger brand than New Japan. No and, doubt. And, and I'm a fan of New Japan. It's not a knock on New Japan. Give them some props. So they just sold out in like 20 minutes in Long Beach, California. I mean, it's only 5,000, 5,500 seats. Yeah, that's cool. But but, right. Great. It is only 5,000 people. Right. But, but if, they, you know, and if they go to a place like Barclays, they could do the same thing. If they go to a place where it's a hotbed city, still, yeah. Well, not no, not just big city, a wrestling, wrestling city. city. Go to Philly, you could do it. Chicago, you can do it. You could do it in uh, definitely Los Angeles. You know, you could do it, like I said in Brooklyn. Um, uh, can you go to? Just give me a second. Can you go to F Miami if you're New Japan and sell out the big building there? I don't know if it's still the American Airlines Center. I don't know what it's called. Or Dallas. or Yeah, uh, yeah even Dallas. But I would say Miami. I, probably not. But it, it, So they're smart. I mean, they're going to Long Beach. It's a small building. I got it. But even if they went into a bigger building, you know, into Barclays, it's a big building. But you're going to get people from Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut that are. They'll come even further. Yeah, yeah. that are hardcore fans of what New Japan does. So even if it was a bigger building, depending on the, the city and state, they would sell it. Like I said, I really believe like in Chicago, uh, maybe Atlanta, um, maybe. Baltimore, Philly, New York, all those they would sell out. Probably D.C. too. Boston, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Boston. It's cool that uh, you know they're on Access TV and Mark Cuban owns it, and he's been talking a little bit about New Japan. So that, that's kind of cool to have a guy with that kind of money. Yeah, really like investing in. Well, maybe in, they would sell in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Got Mark Cuban. Yeah. yeah. So you know he's he's excited about the brand because they put out a really great product. So I yeah, mean, no, they do. No, yeah. they do. And it's not me knocking them. I, no, oh, of course not. not. We've, not, we've been you know. fans of theirs since we, day one. We started this show.
You know, uh, Jeremy Stubin, Stubner on uh, Facebook Live here saying, it's insane how popular Bullet Club are right now. No, they are like ultra popular, um, and it's been for quite some time. It's not new that they're popular. The thing is, though, and it's not me dissing on New Japan or the Bullet Club. You know, we've seen so many great talents that are in other companies like WWE now that are from Bullet Club. But they are very popular, but they're not household name popular. You know, Roman Reigns is more popular than them. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but on, I'm just yeah. saying, something. No, it's of course, listen, it's of course, but to some hardcore wrestling fans. Well, that's, there's two categories, they, they then, don't, right? Right, there is. There hardcore is. wrestling fans, and, Bullet Club might be more popular. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But to casual fans. who That's who WWE goes after. And there's more yeah. of. Of course. <laughs> so the, that's why a Roman Reigns, I'm not saying Roman Reigns act is better than a Bullet Club act. It's not, and I'm not saying it is. But what I am saying is, it's about uh, it's about the popularity with the um, with the casual fan, and that's who WWE for the most most part um, placate to. Well, you're bringing up a good point because you know at its you know at the uh, Attitude Era at the high at, the, at its highest point that brought in all these casual fans. Even people who weren't fans before were so entertained by The Rock and Stone Cold and everything that's going on. They're still waiting for that next. <coughs> Ah! Yeah, they're still waiting for that next guy to transcend the sport, you know, like Hulk Hogan did, bringing so much more audience in that never was part of it before. Right. I mean, look, it's an interesting topic. And again, I, I'm a fan of New Japan. I'm a fan of the club. Yeah, no, the, the Bullet Club for sure. I mean, um, I, you know, I the thing that I've loved, and I might have said this a while back, I love the fact that men and women now that apply their craft as professional wrestlers do not have to be in WWE to make a good living. You don't have to do that. And it's been like that for a little while now. You, you know, the independent scene is very hot all over the place, not just in the United States, all over the place. And it's, you know, I know guys that are making a lot of money and they're just doing tours to the UK and a Japan tour here and there. I mean, and they're making, they're doing well. It was like Brody and Hanson back in the day. Yeah, it Terry is. Gordy. It's very similar, yeah. very similar. And I know during that hot time of America's go, Americans going to, um, Japan and wrestling. I was fortunate enough to to be. Uh, I've done several uh, trips to Japan during that era, the early '90s. You know, I remember that, and I wasn't like a main eventer. You know, um, I was a match two or three guy at that time. That was you know before ECW and all that. And I know the money was really good. I know I was. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't working as many tours uh, to, as other guys were. But the trips I've done there, I made a lot of money there. I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, like, you know, you, you could have done well even though I was an earlier-in-the-night uh, match, you know, wrestler for them for, as an American, you know. Um, you know, uh, I, now, dude, you, you could get enough independent bookings and, and, and circle in some appearances, and you don't have to work for WWE and deal with that stuff with them and – and deal with their micromanaging at times or not letting you be creative, you don't have to deal with it. Especially if you're a guy or girl who goes and has some success and does well for a lot of years, like a Cody Rhodes in WWE, and then get your name out there strongly and then go into smaller companies all over the world like Cody does and hustle because he does hustle. Okay, you can do well. It's, and, made, it's also made him a, a better worker and a, a, a better talent. I mean, I, I feel like he's grown well, since well, he left. Well-rounded. And I feel like he could come, and the next couple of years he'll be back WWE, and I see him being like a, 
a level of like the Miz. Why would he? Maybe he don't want to. Why no, would I'm saying, he, I, I could see him coming back. I could see him doing that. Just you know, triumphant return. Well, you know what time it is. It's uh, almost time to take a break. But talk about time. We got to talk about my friends at Movement Watch because I got a really good deal for you guys on an awesome watch. And you know, I was wearing my Movement Watch yesterday, and I'm not wearing it right now. But here's the thing. You want to get nice 15% off with free shipping and free returns? Well, listen, you got to go to MVMT.com slash TAZ. Okay, Movement Watches, you know, I've talked about them. They've supported the Taz Show in 2017. Obviously, they're going to support the Taz Show here in 2018. And it's that time of year again. And you're, you're, you're done with Christmas. And next thing you know, now it's Valentine's Day. So you got to get your significant other a, a beautiful timepiece, a perfect gift. Okay, well, it's so easy. You, you, know, you can get a gift for, for your, your significant other that looks like it's uh, you know, tons of money, and it's not. You, you know, this, these watches uh, from Movement Watches, they, they are just excellently put together. They look amazing. Uh, I was wearing a suit over the weekend. I had a fancy damn dinner. I had my Movement Watch on, and trust me, brother, I will wear a fancy suit. Oh, yeah, SmackDown-esque. And uh, I'd have my movement watch on. And, and I love it. You go to their website, there's a plethora of styles you could pick right there. And, and uh, it's a great gift for Valentine's Day. And you're going to get a percentage off, a nice percentage off, for that favorite guy or girl in your life, whatever it is. So uh, get 50% off today with free shipping and free returns. Go to MVMT.com slash Taz. That's MVMT.com slash T-A-Z. Go to MVMT.com slash Taz. Join the movement, kids. On that note, we're going to break. I'll be right back. Continue talking it up here. Engage with some of you guys on social media. Live Taz Show. Sit tight. We're back here uh, live on the Taz Show here. You're listening live on uh, Radio.com app or at Radio.com app. Not sure if the uh, Taz Show.com is working. Live end, uh, we have a little issue with music, so that's why I didn't hear music. But if you listen to the podcast version, you heard really fancy music uh, <laughs> while we came back. We had some tech issues. But we're also live on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Taz Show. So... You know, I had someone from downstairs say, wow, uh, some down, downstairs at WFAN uh, the other day said, man, I went upstairs um, and I saw that they completely replicated your original studio that when you were Midtown. I said, yeah, they did a great job. And he goes, without saying his name, yeah, typical. I go, what do you mean? He goes, ah, they didn't put no creativity behind it. I'm like, oh, oh that wasn't nice. Hold on a minute. Why, hey, Seth? <laughs> no, don't do it. Why? Don't throw it. Why? Because every time you throw it, something happens on my monitor. It goes out. <laughs> so, um, what? Why is it there? Why? Why are I didn't you being defiant? Me? That wasn't me. Just I'm gonna throw it out. How about that? It's Katie's. Huh? She keeps all her gadgets in there. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> she was on uh, Taz and the Moose uh, yesterday. And I Chef heard. Mike, Chef Mike, uh, I want to thank Chef Mike. He was on today. Uh, I had a Beck. You had a Beck. He brought a bunch of, we did a little Philly cheesesteak versus a lobster roll for the Super Bowl, you know, Eagles versus the Patriots. So, who won? Uh, Philly cheesesteak won by a landslide. We put a poll up. And I think every year Chef Mike has done this, he actually predicts the winner of the Super Bowl. With his food. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's amazing. He's he like made 14 some and 0. Becks, he made some sex, he made everything. So it was good. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to talk about football. Right. Sorry. No, no, we're not. You're right. 
Just stick just to stick wrestling. To wrestling. No, <laughs> Who wants to walk with Elias? Come on. <laughs> so uh, anyways, uh, we had, um, what do you call it? <laughs> Was that Austin Facebook Live? I heard there was Scrapple. There was. I did not partake in eating Scrapple. I saw there was a thing marked Scrap. I saw that. Yeah. I passed it. I was like, I'm not going to take like anything a called Scrap. Philly egg pork pots thing. I don't it's know like what the leftover is. pieces of bacon in, yeah. the, in the pan. Dude, I've been to Philly. I used, we used to go to this diner when I was in the EC Dub, uh, the original the EC Dub. And we go to this diner. We, we used to stay at this really bad hotel. I don't remember the name of the street. Uh, and uh, this is before we started making money. Next thing you know, we started staying at Marriott's, like fancy guys. But um, but anyway, we were staying at this hotel for a couple of, probably a good two years during ECWS. And we used to go to this little diner across the street because they were 24-7. So we'd be done at the East Arena and we'd go to the diner. There'd be a lot of fans there. Maybe a lot of fans listening to me right now watching. They know the diner. I don't remember the name of the diner. It looked just like you would think, an old beat-up diner in South Philly. And, and the food was pretty good there. You know, it was good. It was hot. It was good. And yeah, maybe it wasn't fresh, but it was good. So, uh, <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> yes. But, and they would have Scrapple and the waitress. Like, you want any Scrapple? You guys want some Scrapple? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. That's all right. Well, you're in New York. You don't get no Scrapple up there. I go, yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're damn right we don't get no Scrapple. <laughs> So we're good, yeah. Pig pots. Yeah. So right? it's pig uh, yeah. pots, isn't yeah, it? I don't know what's yeah. going on. It's a little weird. <laughs> so um, um, spam. Now, see, spam. I uh, you know when I was a kid growing up, my mom always had had spam in the house. Uh, why I don't know, but uh, yeah, uh, I liked it for a little while until, like my brother said, it's tongue. You're eating tongue, which it wasn't. It, it's ground up tongue. He was wrong. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yes. So he was wrong. He, it's seasoned though. Yeah, too. It was seasoned, seasoned ground up tongue. Yeah. So he was. He's half right. So. Seasoned. It doesn't. Matter. Ah, hold on. Whoa. Isaac Johnson. Isaac Johnson. He has the name of the diner, wow. and he is not incorrect. The diner in Philly that the EC Dub guys would go to was. The Melrose Diner. Yes. Wow. Isaac Johnson, you win absolutely nothing, sir. A big bag of steaming shit. That's what you just want, sir. send them the sir. extra scraps that are downstairs? Make sure you put this explicit. But thank you, Isaac. <laughs> put any on there. So, send them some scraps. Our old friend Dan Norton's on the Facebook Live. Chef Mike is the best. Norton. Everyone should try his risotto at the City Vineyard. Oh. Yeah, that's down here downtown. City Vineyard Jones. Mm. He knows you. Uh, you know Chef Mike. Of, of course I know Chef You're Mike. You're always in for a free meal. Uh, <laughs> you got four kids. We you me like to... a free meal. I've witnessed it. Uh, oh, uh, yes. I, I, was, I went a little too much with that <laughs> yeah. uh, Royal Rumble. I'm like, I still feel sick from you that. tell the audience what you did real quick? I tell them, what do you want? I said, ah, whatever you get. What do you want? I said, ah, give me a Cobb salad, a corn and a cob, mac <sighs> and cheese, sweet potato fries, and uh, a steak. Yeah, and that's a true story. And he he ate it all. <laughs> Good morning, Hebrews and Shebrews. He ate Free it food. all. He ate it all. I he, haven't eaten since. He ate it all like like <laughs> like he was going to the chair, as the expression goes. I mean, it was unbelievable. The guy, for someone 121 pounds, the guy can eat like a horse. Come it's on, come on, baby. Oh, Lordy B, Lordy B. Um, it's also nice to see you wearing your Dilly Dilly shirt that you can get a pro wrestling tee. Like oh this? wait, no, I digress. Yes, you're not. My bad. Well, Sorry. This is this is also represents the show. And the other thing I want to say is, what about the flag behind Seth? Do we kill it or keep it? Might be pole worthy. I don't know. I love the Rover flag, but it just doesn't look good the way you have it hung. And I don't know if we even need to 
have it there. It looks kind of yucky, and I love the flag. <laughs> yucky. I think the flag should go where I initially said it should go once we get the video rolling whenever we get all the cameras going. I put in a purchase order for push pins. Mm. Yeah. Well, that should happen in 2019. <laughs> A chance that this show will not be on this platform in 2019. It might be on Facebook Live, uh, but not with uh, what's going on here. I'll tell you that because I'm angry. Well, it might be in the studio just with like different people. That's and, true. Yeah, that's true. And as, like, long as, you're equipment. Here, that's, as long as you're here, though, that's all that uh, matters. Thanks, man. It's Seriously. the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Right. So, uh, all right. So, I, I got to ask you something. Can, uh, I, can, I, can, I, can I talk a little wrestling? Yes, yes sure. All right. So, I've become a, more of a fan every time I see him, Roderick Strong. I, I just, I don't know. He's just that's great. He Were is, you producing the show when he was on here? Huh? No, I didn't hear him on the show. He's a good dude. That day. You can go to uh, TazShow.com or uh, uh, where can you get the uh, no, you can even the get old show, a podcast, the old yeah. podcast versions of the Taz Show, sure. Okay. iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify. Thanks. Awesome. I'm going to kick your ass! Right, what's your question? So please, I'm getting impatient. Okay. Um, no, but it's interesting what they're doing. It's, it seems a little disjointed, but Roderick Strong, he's like doing a hundred different things. He a couple weeks ago, he challenged Lars Sullivan after his match. And then uh, on NXT last night, he beat Tyler Bate to become the number one contender for the UK title. And he's going to be on 205 Live 16-man cruiserweight title tournament, first round against Hideo Itami, which to me could be a, the final. You know, I think you make a good point um, because sometimes, now this is an example of they want to do something with him. And they're just kind of spreading them out. And, and he could work with anyone and get over whatever belt you want to get over. I mean, he's that good. He really is. I mean, he wins you over within the ring. <sighs> he right. is. I mean, but uh, sometimes you can get to a point where you're overthinking it with a guy, right? I mean, you know, you're you using them all over the place. You're spreading them out. And, and not that he's this, but you could push a guy like he's the jack of all trades, master of none. You know, hone him in, get him focused, laser focused on one title, on one thing, and get him rolling with that. I, don't spread him out all over, you know. So I, I get your drift. I well, get what you're saying. With the he's, elimination, he's, with Enzo gone from the company, I feel like 205 Live needs a real boost. You know, they brought they brought in Spud. Um, Hideo Itami's there. Roderick Strong. I think they're, you know, in NXT has a flood of talent coming in, so maybe yeah. they're going to shift a few guys over to 205 Live because the 205 Live needs a nice shot in the arm. Yeah, uh, and I think they have the talent to do it. Um, obviously, right? Uh, some people have said, hey, maybe, and I, I don't think they're going to do this, especially now, but there's been people that have said this, uh, hey, put Finn Balor there and really get the brand over and make him the guy. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. And It's hard to go back, right? I mean, Finn's like, you know. Well, look at Austin Aries. I mean, Austin's one of the better workers in the world, and that was his thing. You know, he felt pigeonholed, and he came on the show and almost basically kind of talked about it while he was under contract to them. <laughs> so... He well, was kind of pigeon held, and, and he, you know, he, he shouldn't pigeonhole a guy as good as Austin Aries. It shouldn't be done. And he just looks like a heavyweight to me, Austin Aries. Anyway, he doesn't. Right, he's I know got a lot of muscle on him. Right, man. he just looks like a heavyweight. Yeah. He, he's not like Tony Nese is is muscular, but he's lean. Yeah, but compared hold on. To, Tony Nese, uh, yeah, he's short. <laughs> he's not that short. Do you know Tony? I don't know him personally. You no. ever meet him? Not yet. Okay, I know him and met him. Okay, so please don't tell me he's short. Oh, he looks short on TV. He's taller than me. All your jokes, but he's <laughs> he's taller like than me. Stop! He is he is taller than me. Will you stop? He is. So to me, he's tall. So <laughs> I looked up at him. He's tall. Maybe he's like a listener. He, he, he lifts in his shoes. My, here's the thing. He's probably well, some guys do that. Yeah. He's probably he's probably five well, ten. Yeah. Okay. 
Right, for so wrestling, I mean, it's not tall for wrestling. I'm just saying he looks lean. He looks. Well, Chris he look, Jericho's five ten. I, mean, I know, but he, he he's beefier too to, well, to me. Chris is older now, so right. you put more thickness on. But and, I'm just saying Austin Aries, like, and he went from NXT where he's beating Baron Corbin, to then he went to 205 Live, and he was in a program with a. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! No, but listen, yeah. if he if you take if you take him, if you take Tony Nese, and let's say he was never in 205 Live, he had nothing to do with 205 Live, and you take Tony Nese, and you just he comes and he debuts in the company, and you put him, you know, you put him on SmackDown as a wrestler on SmackDown, and and he, whatever he's going after the I don't know one of the secondary titles. Uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna throw flags. Okay, this guy's not big enough. Even Neville too. Uh, yeah, you're right. And he did. That's it. a good Neville point. Was there. No, that's went, a that's a very down. good point. There's a lot of guys. No, I just I mean, think it's weird for Austin Aries to go from NXT where he's fighting these big guys like Baron Corbin, and then he went to 205 Live. I mean, for, for to me, Finn is. Former Universal Champion. I mean, he's he's on you know he's in a, he's in the main events of these shows, and to go from there to two hundred five, just doesn't seem like it would make sense. I don't now, know. Uh, some people are asking about Ray Mysterio on Facebook Live, right? So, what would you do with Ray Mysterio? If if I would not put Ray Mysterio on two hundred five Live, he's a former World Champion. Exactly, At Ray Mysterio. I would not, uh, not not one bit. You don't take a guy who's a legendary guy. Okay, who's Hall of Famer? You could say, right? You can argue that. Absolutely, uh, a legendary guy, and uh, he's great. I mean, I love him. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, he's uh, and he's one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet in your life. I mean, you, you take a guy like Ray, who's done it at the highest le- level at a tough time, where size was uh, was king, and he proved that you know he shut that down during that time, as did Eddie Guerrero. Um, yeah, you don't take him and put him, and, and it's not—it's not me disrespecting two hundred five live. I, I'm not, but you don't pigeonhole a guy that's—that's that's a legend, that's in great shape at his age, still can do what he does. No, you don't put him on two hundred five live, and you don't. So Listen, is, there word, is there word out of something right now that uh, that he signed up? Is he signed? He's not signed to WWE right now. We're talking of you, you're yeah. hearing scuttlebutt. Well, yeah, because what happens is uh, when they bring certain talents back, you know, and then, they, you know, just the the toughest thing, just, uh, and I'm going to wrap up here, you know, in a little while here, but the toughest thing, like, if once if you want to, if your desire is to get back to WWE, right? Let's say you were in WWE and then you're gone. No matter if you left on your terms or you left on their terms. The toughest thing is to get back there if you want to go back there. That first initial time back, is tough to get. It's a lot tougher than people know. So that all being said, um, Ray came back in that that spot uh, in a big spot. So that's out of the way. We've seen that happen with several of the, of the ladies. We've seen it happen uh, the Dudleys uh, a while back uh, when they first made their return back. And Devon works in the company as an agent. Um, you know, from that, I mean, so so it's like once you're back in good graces, I guess that's the way I'm putting it. Um, that's the hardest thing is to get that initial good gracious back callback, if you want it. Uh, yours truly has not really pursued that, so <laughs> I don't have time. I'm tired, uh, and that ship has sailed. So it's like hour four for you right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you came downstairs when we were doing Taz and Moose. We got some things going on down there, right, buddy? We're kind of busy. Oh, yeah. It's it's a full-throttle deal down there. What time you get in here? Like 2.30, uh, 3 o'clock? Listen, it's none of your business. So, <laughs> so the thing is, like, that initial 
that initial uh, welcome back is the toughest welcome back, meaning can you get that initial one? And Ray did that. That's the point I'm making in law form here. He was wildly popular, I mean, uh, the whole time he was in WWE. Mm. And he had a great run. Well, uh, Ignacio Vasquez says, Taz should definitely induct the Dudleys. Uh, into the Hall of Fame, but I'm thinking it's Paul Heyman. No, I you know, I appreciate that. I, yeah, that, look, I don't know how they do that. I don't know who decides. I, I would assume that the people going into the Hall of Fame, that you pick or have say, you know, who inducts you in the Hall of Fame. But to me, that would be, unless that's just the ultimate in micromanaging. That, all right, hey, uh, you know, uh, Seth, you're going to the Hall of Fame, and, you know, this is who we want to induct you. Excuse I want me? Pat McGroin to induct me. No, but me. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. No, but you know what I mean? Like, wh- what is that? You know, I mean, like, and uh, no, I, I look, uh, if anyone was going to induct them, it would probably be Tommy Dreamer. I don't, I don't, maybe Paul Heyman, but I, I just want to heard something that Paul Heyman was inducting Goldberg, when it was scuttlebutt about that. Really? Well, a lot of people are surprised at that, and they made the face like you just made. And, mm. I, and I don't want to be rude, but I'm going to be honest. That's because most fans, and this is going to come off really like, like, I'm, like I'm a dick, but I'm just being honest, you know. Like most fans think they, that are hardcore fans think they know everything, and, and you don't. <laughs> I don't. So, no, I know you don't, but mm. you did do what a lot of people do. I like, did. That's really? su- surprising, that's all. Yeah, it is because you don't know everything. You, like a lot of people that think they know, don't know. And Paul worked very close with Bill Goldberg when Goldberg came back, and they know each other a long time. And Paul worked closely with him and helped him with his promos and stuff like that. And he worked very, very close with, with, with Goldberg. Is Goldberg's first go-around WWE or this go-around? This go-around. Okay. Yeah. Because so, Paul, Paul was in the company back then, yeah, too. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I, so if, if – again, I don't know who decides who inducts who. I, they're not – look, I'm not – <laughs> I'm not inducting anybody, so I don't. And I appreciate people thinking I should induct the the Dudleys, and, and and those guys are friends of mine and dear friends, and I'm so happy for them. As I tweeted and said out here, you know, I'm so happy for them and proud of them, and they, they're great and what they've done. And those guys never took any shortcuts, and it's well deserved. They've won championships everywhere they've been, and they've dominated everywhere they've been, and both passionate guys, um, and have done some great stuff. And it's no one's going to scoff on those two cats going to the Hall of Fame. And right. I, I'm very happy for them. But I would assume if they had to pick anyone, it would be Tommy Dreamer who put them in. I mean, he's a lot closer friend to them. They're, they're very close. I mean, Bubba and Tommy, obviously, very, very tight and all. And that's great, you know. I mean, and and, and that's cool. I, I um, you know what, I, I, I'm just happy to see two guys um, who've really earned it. Not that other people haven't. But these two guys, uh, I got a chance to witness. We've worked in every company. You know, I've worked in obviously with ECW with them, uh, WWE with them, TNA with with them, uh, and it was more Bubba and TNA. But but no, I shouldn't say it. They were both together yeah, when I first went there. Yeah, and then and, then, and you were in the Aces and Eights with them. Even of course, I was the key yeah. member of Aces and Eights. You know what happened with that? I ruined the wedding. It was a huge moment, dude. That was a huge ass moment right there. <laughs> so they're opening the door for ECW, and all, you know, and no one bleeds ECW like Bubba does. Bubba's always talking about it. Always keeps it like he always has a. You can hear his heart and passion for, sure. for that company, and. uh I'm sure there's going to be a big ECW chant in the, at the Hall of Fame, which is going to be very cool. Yeah, I mean, we worked in New Orleans a lot. I think that's where it is, uh, WrestleMania. ECW is nationwide, man. Yeah, I TV. know. Well, yeah, yeah well, yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt. No, I'm not saying yeah. that, but it's been a long time. Yeah. And and people, and I respect it, and it's the greatest time of my professional life ever besides working in radio. 
Um, as much fun and great time I had in, in ECW, even though this is different, what I do now, um, I'm just as happy as I was when I was in ECW. I have to be frank. I've never said that publicly, but I really am. Um, uh, you know, that's how happy I am. But uh, I don't, um, you know, I, 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 ECW has been gone a long time. And, you know, you see how WWE still tries to capture that a little bit. Like they were just in Philly. And they had uh, Rhino work. And so, or he came out in the Paul thing. Heyman did the intro for Paul NXT. Paul Heyman did the intro for NXT. And Extreme then Rolls match. they got to announce the Dudleys there. They announced it on social media earlier. You know, and um, and what they do, I, t- I talked about this in the past. They do this with everyone they put in the Hall of Fame. And it's smart because casual fans probably don't understand how this works. But people that are hardcore fans get it. And I've said it out here. I've kind of exposed it in a way. You know, they'll talk to WWE, they'll tell Fox Sports, or they'll tell CBS Sports, or they'll tell ESPN or whoever, hey, we're going to put um, Goldberg in the Hall of Fame. So maybe you guys can, we're, we're breaking the story for you. And then Fox Sports breaks the story, and then what does WWE do? They go, uh, as said by Fox Sports, yeah. so that comment right there, that whole thing I just said, uh, will definitely keep me out of the Hall of Fame. Yes. Because uh, I completely... Uh, uh, Put you behind the scenes and spoil it. And yeah, why are you gonna ruin it? I, I can't help it. I, I I have this thing where I have to be honest with the people. Uh, I'm just so that's it. But that's how it's done. We'd rather you lie to us a little bit so you can get in. No. Yeah. no. So um no I don't no no <laughs> nah, no, no 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 no. What do you mean no? No 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 I'm not no 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 stop no um yeah. But anyway, so that's what they do. They they do that deal there where hey you know um. Whatever the Glamazon is going in the Hall of Fame, ESPN. Maybe you want to tweet something, or, and then they then they give credit. Hey, ESPN, as reported by them, it's creating your own uh, la 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 buzz. Your yeah, your own buzz, scuttlebutt, chatter, whatever you want to call it. Um, it gives it adds credibility to you because a mainstream sports vertical or medium is uh, promoting. Something that's huge for your company, but yet you're giving them the info. To be fair, though, all these companies you mentioned, they all I'm have, definitely out. They all have wrestling verticals, though. ESPN, Fox, Forbes, they all CBS. Do. Justin all Johnson. Verticals. Lie, Taz, lie, Taz, lie. <laughs> See, I told you. He's telling me to do what you're saying. Yeah. Just, yeah. Lie, Taz, lie. <laughs> lie. Come on. I don't want to lie. You want to see the orange and black tux? Come on. So wait, let me get this straight. Wait a second. So you're thinking that if I would have just. You know, Kiss some ass. Kiss a little ass. He said backstage <laughs> politics. There you go. I told you I don't do the ass kissing thing. I'm just too honest. I got to tell you. Yeah. You and I, we love NXT. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the best. Triple H is the man. Right. He kills, killing it there. Love Triple H. Exactly. The best. Boom. You're in. <laughs> 2019, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> well, if we're putting over Triple H, got to put over Stephanie. So I'll do that right now before I wrap the show. Uh, hey, first Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> That's right. First now, Women's now, Elimination, now elimination chamber? chamber. Yeah. I mean, she's it's huge. changing wrestling for women. Uh, she is, though. It's yeah. cool. I mean, I'm sure she's a huge part of this behind the scenes. So it's really cool. Got to be careful. Elimination Chamber. I, I've talked about this a long time ago. That that chamber, dude, it's not a steel cage. It's not a. It's I, That thing is. If you said, well, describe what the. Now, I never wrestled in it, but I've been ringside next to it a lot uh, as a commentator, and I've been in them, but not publicly like in, in a match. And you were happy not to be in a. Dude, yeah. it is the. Uh, it's just hard, 
hard, solid steel structure. All those adjectives and hype and stuff they put behind it, it's a total shoot. That thing is hard as hell. Um, I would, I cringe thinking that uh, women who are not, not that they're not tough and athletic and great pros, but they're smaller in size, uh, going to go into that thing is uh, like Jeremy Steuben says here on Facebook Live, that chamber is scary. It is. Um, someone just told me to kiss the brass ring. Who was that? <laughs> so, told you. I lost it. I don't know whoever it was. I speak was for funny. the fans. I know. Kiss the brass ring. Um yeah. It's so, saying here Eric Bischoff created Elimination Chamber. Wait, no, but maybe he said somebody else. Let's see. I'm trying to say, I'm, what just, are you cur- talking I'm about? just curious who came up with Elimination uh, Chamber. Who cares? I mean, what, what, why? Well, I don't care. No one cares. I mean, nobody talk, nobody's talking about that. All right. What nobody's talking about. Who's talk, nobody's talking about it. No one's oh. calling about that. I heard not got one call today about that. <laughs> not one. Wait. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> not one call. Wait. Quotes. I'm the one who invented it, Triple H said. I drew a square cage and put four other squares in a corner, and I said, it's six guys, two start every two minutes, and their cage opens, and more guys fight. Everyone fights until there's one guy left. Triple H, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So Triple H, Triple H said that about himself, that he is the one who created it. That's what yes. you're saying to me? And there you go. Boom. So, <laughs> and there you go. Is this before or after he was taking pictures with people that are coming into the company? Um... I think this is before. And he's standing on a box, so he looks it's like a giant next to him. I mean, <laughs> he is tall. Though, so he's a big guy. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Yeah, so there's another good thing he did. I NXT just put him off a little while ago, and then I just knocked him again. I'm done. I'm out. Come on. Nah, I'm out. They, they got me. No, out. you're in. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm beating them up too much. They're not going to go for that. Why would they put me in it? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Are you upset? Guys, put some hearts on Facebook Live right now for Taz. He's a little yeah, feeling down. Hit the heart button. Hit the heart button. It's not. It's not that. It's uh, just that. Look, I all right. So now uh, I cover uh, me. I cover sports, right? I you know, do a show on CBS Sports Radio, as everybody knows, right? Six to nine a.m. So, so, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, Seth, shut up. So so I Taz don't understand. Shut up because it's Ruby. You're getting on my nerves. That's why people don't like you. Okay, uh-huh. calm down. Spoke when spoken to. They love me. Okay, a lot of hearts now. So you led the audience. A lot of there we go. Give me the hearts. They put me over. Thumbs up. Everything. Pick it up, Taz. Pick it up. <laughs> they really are. So, um, uh, wind down yet? We need two more minutes. I, you know, I, I don't even know what I was getting to. I just, <laughs> you're getting upset about not being in the Hall of Fame. No, that what? Are you crazy? Huh? Wait, wait a minute. Wait. Oh, <laughs> oh I, 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 I'm not upset about not getting in the Hall of Fame. What I was upset, you asshead. Okay, what I was saying was. That I had people downstairs uh, at CBS Sports Radio and FAN talk to me, like say, "Hey, you know, um, who votes for the Hall of Fame? Like, who, who, would, what media outlets are the ones who vote for this? You know?" And I giggled. Still uh, after, right? <laughs> uh, and I said, "What? Who, who votes for it?" Let me check. Let me check. Uh, I'm looking One, around. two, three, three. Like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie stop Pop? Stop talking, you Yenta. Can you stop <laughs> talking? Can you tell people what a Yenta is? Uh, busybody, uh, gossip, talky right. talky. Yeah. yeah. Jewish person. There's a lot of people just tweeting the word <laughs> asshead right now. Andrew asshead. John. Asshead. <laughs> Say it to my face. Uh, you don't want none. Listen to me. Mm. <laughs> so people are saying, "Well, who, who who votes for this? Who votes? You know, who's the who's voting for this? You know, people are telling me, ask me this down, and like real sports reporters and and host, and I'm like, well, I don't, uh, 
I, I don't really have an answer. There, there's really no medium, no media that's voting. It's um, I can answer. Who? It's Vince, Stephanie, and Triple H. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I didn't say it. You did. Yeah. So. <laughs> I I know them. They told me. Uh, so. And they're looking at you for like 2025. No, I tweeted this, that when I am six feet under dead, um, that's when I will go in. And they will say to my family, we'd like to put him in the Hall of Fame. And she will say, uh, go do something. Bye-bye. She will tell them bye-bye. And here's a check. Okay. Put him in. She might not take that. No. You don't know my wife. Okay. She won't. That's. No. <laughs> They're not going to wait till then, Tess. You'll no. be in before that. If they even came at her with a check, she would tell them. Fish a herring, so <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You don't know her, that's not how she works. Okay, uh, uh, uh. but you like to spurt your mouth off like you got an anus pouring out of your mouth, and you can't help yourself. Uh, okay, so <laughs> there you go. Okay, all right. I got uh, well, oh, we, we, we forgot we, something. Uh, okay, here we go. Yes, Friday throwback. Snack. Maybe you tell the audience what we got on taps, what I got going on there with the uh, throwback oh, snack. Do I know? Uh, I'll tell the audience. Are you telling? We're going to do a little something a little different here. A little something different. And I'm wrapping this son of a gun up here. Oh, I remember. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, going to be the great Muta uh, versus Stunning Steve Austin from Spring Stampede 1994. Yeah. Now, this match, um, it's not really a... Uh, Popular match, like it wasn't like a world famous match with a lot of hype, but it was a really good match, and I feel two of the better workers in modern day pro wrestling so. in their prime. In their prime, exactly. So this is before Steve Austin was Stone Cold. So, so well, that'll be a throwback snack tomorrow. I went a little different route with this one. That's why I want to do something a little different. Um, so that'll be tomorrow's pod that'll drop tomorrow, and that's the deal. So hopefully, uh, maybe we'll get the phones running one day soon here. Not sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not sure when. And uh and that's the deal. But I appreciate everybody jumping on here. I mean, we're just shooting the bowl a little bit about some wrestling. I appreciate you guys watching on Facebook Live and I appreciate uh, all the love as usual. And uh for crying Brian and Big Anthony Anthony and uh for Seth here. I, uh, we appreciate the love. There's no doubt about that. Appreciate the love and you know, Keep it real. Keep it real zeal, as they say. Be back live again on Tuesday, right? We're back Tuesday? Oh, yeah. Live, and the throwback snack will be tomorrow. And that's the deal. All right, so everybody here, uh, I'm Taz. You're not. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you again, guys. Uh, talk to you. Bye-bye.